Is everybody in? Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The ceremony is about to begin. The fan. Let's get our heads right on a Wednesday, Benjamin. How about that? I am uh, Woodsy. That is Paul Rindel. He's our executive producer. Morning, Paulie. Good morning. Benjamin Higgins, your friendly neighborhood bespectacled sports anchor, also joins us. Good morning, Benjamin. Good morning. That's a good sign. You told me earlier this week when you say, let's get our heads right, that means you do have your heads right so you feel comfortable saying it. Yeah, my head is definitely better than it was yesterday, uh, to be sure. Got some great news back on my mom. I uh, told you guys in the open yesterday. Thank you, by the way, to all the tier ones for the kind messages and DMs. Um, yeah, she had had a, a little blockage in her heart and feared that they were going to have to go in and, and put a stent in, and uh, she's okay. Dad took her to the hospital yesterday. She was in and out in a few hours, and no major blockage, no stent necessary. Now, that's when I was tweeting it, I was like, all right, stent is like stint. Like, she's going to have to have a hospital stint. You could get a stent during a hospital stint. Wait, you could get a stent during a stint, right? Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I had to be, I had to ask you, I go, the thing that they put in your heart is S-T-E-N-T. But a stint, if you're going to stay over in the hospital, S-T-I-N-T. And you could also have to go to the hospital if a stunt goes badly. If a stunt like goes evil badly, evil. yes. <clears throat> if, why are you here? I'm here. I'm doing this stent. I'm doing this stint to get a stent from a stunt that I did. Yes. <laughs> so yes, it was very confusing, but uh, she's doing great. Got to talk to her yesterday, and uh, you know, for me, man, honestly, sometimes if uh, I'm a little down or you know whatever it is. The best medicine for me personally is is my my boys. And I picked them up from school, and it was beautiful yesterday. And I said, usually, you know, we go in. I start, like, with dinner. We, we eat dinner pretty early so we can do baths and cuddle and watch movies and videos and then go to bed. But yesterday I go, hey, 
you guys want to go exploring? And their face is just, yes, yes. So we have these little trails by our house. Dude, we went in and did about a 30-minute, just 30 minutes, 30-minute walk with the boys, and it just brightened my entire day. It really Yesterday did. was a gorgeous God, day. It was beautiful. I, um, I uh, I go I try to go once a week. I go work out in a this actually my trainer's garage in in Cardiff. And as I was driving, I went I switch I used to do it on Saturdays, you know, weekend made a lot of sense, but my weekends have been so busy and I've had to cancel so often. We try let's try to do it on Tuesdays. So yeah, Tuesday. I went on Tuesday. Boy, it was hard to work out between jobs. I'll I'll say that. I just going from here and then going home, walking the dogs, and going to work out, and then going back to work is a tough Tuesday. It's a gnarly day. I'll say that. It was a gnarly day. But as I drove over, the ocean was as blue, as as red, as blue as it is in my dreams. Yeah. Just like Zewatineho <laughs> at the end of the Shawshank Redemption. It was such a gorgeous, gorgeous blue ocean day yesterday. Ben Higgins crawled through <laughs> 500 yards of the foulest smelling ass. <laughs> And came out clean. Is that what this show other- is? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Today is, uh, so I, I was very happy. Uh, the boys were excellent last night. We had just a great, great family night. So, yeah, man, when I am when I was a little down, you know, I grabbed them, and they were in great moods and, and wanted to go exploring. And, you know, everything they find. Dad, is this a bone? Uh, no, that's a stick. Oh, look at this. I found a tooth. That's not a tooth. That's a rock. But, you know, let their imaginations run wild. I'm like, we're not... We're not looking for dead bodies back here. So you never know, though, what you might find uh, back on those trails. So that's what we did yesterday, and it was, uh, it was, really, it was really wonderful. Today is uh, National Kite Flying Day. And I thought to myself as I read it, I, go, I have really no interest in flying a kite. How many times would you say in your youth, like over under five, Boy, that you flew a kite? I'd say you hit the number. Is that I'd say right about... Good, good line. Set I'd say right it's there. a really yeah. good line. I feel like I was around three kite flying experiences in my life, and they were always the real cheapies that you got yeah. at the dime store. They had the roll of the twine, yeah. and you tie it through the deal, and it was like they had there was like cool eagles and stuff. Like it was like mine was an eagle. I would get, um, and you'd go out to the park and and it would go up and it would go up, you know, forty feet. And you'd be like, all right. And then it would nosedive into the ground. But I was thinking when I read it, I'd go, I have no interest in flying a kite. But that is such a good insult that doesn't get used much anymore, and it should. Go fly a kite. (laughs) Why is is that even an insult? I don't know. Is it because you think that flying a kite is so boring that you're trying to tell the person, go do something incredibly pointless and boring instead Uh. of what you're doing now? Go fly a kite. I'm going to start telling my kids that <laughs> when they're being I don't jerks. Want to insult. There are some serious kite flyers out there, you know, who have taken it to the to oh, the yeah, next, next level. level. Sure. And I'm sure you wouldn't want to tell them. Oh, go fly a kite. Like, sure. Absolutely. Great. Sounds good. You like telling, but yeah, go play, go play golf. some golf. Go play some golf. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, let's go take a nap. All right. <laughs> Sounds good to me, Paulie. Go play Call of Duty. Yeah, it's just not one that gets used. Uh, as much as it should. It's a good one. Go fly a kite. What's some other ones that we used to say when we were little? I used to I used to like sit and spin a lot. You give them the finger, it's just sit and spin. Sit and spin. It's genius, right? Sit and spin on that is genius. What else? Hmm. Just take a long walk off a short pier. Yeah. yeah, go play in traffic. That's kind of mean. 
to make like a tree. Make like a tree and leave. leave. <laughs> Stupid. It's 1950. Eat my shorts. Eat. Bart Simpson. My shorts. Breakfast Club. Is that? No, but, was yeah. it in there? Okay. Yeah, that's, that's also the, the Bart Simpson line, but Bref- Breakfast Club did it first. Yeah, I don't yeah. even remember that from the Breakfast Club. Eat my shorts when he's doling out the detentions to uh, John Bender, who's a personal hero of mine. When I was a little a little kid, uh, go figure. But no, man, everything is uh, everything's good. Everybody's happy, and uh, it's good. So yeah, I think when I'm gonna if I'm gonna get involved in like a Twitter war, I'm just gonna tell somebody from now on go fly a kite. Just why don't you go fly a kite and see how that see how that uh, that takes me? Thought it was funny. Um, right at the end of the show yesterday, we spun the topic wheel. Yeah, and the question was, what kind of vacation do you prefer? Yeah, you know, like you know, tropical beach. De- we I think we both chose like a desert vacation. We like mountains, going skiing, whatever. None of us consider darkness retreat as our preferred form of vacation. <laughs> Be curious. Not judgmental. I had, I had, I don't know, forty-five minutes into a darkness retreat, retreat rabbit hole last night. <laughs> did you? I'm so oh, I'm curious. We can talk I, about this later. Obviously, if you didn't see the story, did I ever? Aaron Rodgers told Pat McAfee he's going to decide his future during an upcoming darkness retreat, and I, I quickly, what, what is a darkness retreat? So you actually could explain to us now. What a darkness retreat is. Well, did you see his response? So I'll, I'll, I'll this is sportsy, but it's not. Um, no, I don't think so. I don't <clears throat> think it's sportsy at all. We talked last week about uh, people. We talked about personalities, and we talked about, um, you know, are you a searcher? You know, and I, I'm, I'm probably more of a sir than you are. Would you say? Yeah. Kind of. Curious about things, uh, kind of never really happy, never really sad, just kind of always like looking for meaning, wanting to be different, doing, trying to do things different. You're, I think you're more. I like to see new things, but I really enjoy my comfort zone. Like if I can make my comfort zone as comfortable as possible, that's that's my sweet spot. I'm well, it's not weird. Necessarily searching. For- it, it's weird though because I also am a homebody. I like my comfortable area, but. When I talk about searching, it's more of like, what's my purpose? What's my, why am I here? That kind of, you know, that, that kind of philosophy. As a, you know, as a person that read a ton when I was young, I wish I read as much as I did when I was young. All those guys that I admired were always searching. They were always on the road, searching for meaning in life. And, and Aaron Rodgers is very much that character. Um, I find him very interesting. I do. I, I hated some of the stuff that he said in the past. I hate some of the things he's done. I've always enjoyed watching him play, but I'm fascinated by who he is as a human. I am. He's a fa- I don't see how you look at him as one of 30 NFL quarterbacks and say he's not the most fascinating quarterback alive. He's more fascinating than Patrick Mahomes. He's more fascinating than... Uh, 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 Josh Allen is more fascinating than Justin Herbert. He's fascinating. Why? Well, let's be honest. Just about everybody is more fascinating than Tom Brady. That's exactly right. Tom Brady's actually, you know, he's a he's got he's had a fascinating life to be sure, but he's not that fascinating of a guy. Aaron Rodgers fascinates me. He makes me go, what? Now it's not the, it's the search that he's on. He's on a search. He's on a quest for, for. 
what it all means. And and I thought I found this very very interesting. This this uh, dark room therapy, terrifying a little bit. So now explain to me what exactly goes on because I I saw just the the bare bones. Like you meditate. He's going in, up to a like small house in an undisclosed location okay. by himself. Okay, it's going to be dark. Like silent, no phone. So you're like cabin, like a, a remote cabin with like no, yeah. no electricity, and you just go. I think it's probably safe to assume, yeah, some sort like of. During, now during the day, you still keep it dark, or are you in like during the day you can walk around and like go no, on hikes and uh, stuff. You, you stay in. You stay in like a dark room all the entire time you're there. Yeah, they call them dark retreats, uh, and there's like okay, here's one right now, three day. Shamanic Healing Retreat in Palm Beach, Florida for $2,000. You can go do it. Uh, Three-day retreat for people looking to reconnect. So I think, you know, I, I've heard of... I've heard of... feels like you could go somewhere a lot cheaper than Palm Beach if all you're going to do is sit, sit in, in the a dark. dark room. Yeah, I mean, like, you could do it in your closet, but I'm sure that there are other things, like, I'm sure there's some sort of meditation you need to do while you're in there. Um, Aromatherapy? Can you smell things probably, in the dark? Probably like some sort of incense or yeah. something. Um, but I, I I, was fascinated by it. Now, I did think to myself, four days is too much. It's like everything, man. That You're like, hey, I want to do a juice cleanse. Okay, good. You have to do it for 72 hours. Let me do it for 24. I can do it for 24. I, I mean, Will that I, not do if anything? If I'm awake, I think I couldn't last more than... Fifteen minutes. I I really don't think that's something that I could do. Just sitting in the dark, just meditating with your thoughts, with my thoughts for more than ten or fifteen minutes, and I'd be done. I, I'd absolutely be done. Is this so? This is something that people actually oh, do yeah. for day, oh yeah like days straight. He did not invent this. This is not no, something okay, yeah. you know. Um, but it's that serious. It's not like oh well, an hour a day we're gonna right. meditate and then no, it's it's way spa the rest of the it's time. way deeper. It's, it's way deeper. Therapy. It's the whole immersive experience is just darkness for days. Well, and you know he did the ayahuasca thing. He did ayahuasca, the Native American uh, root, I believe it is, and they they make it into a tea. You drink it. I when we start when we were talking about it on the air because I'm I'm legitimately fascinated with it legitimately mm-hmm. i think it's fascinating and a guy dm me and he goes dude i did it changed my life i was an alcoholic i was a drug abuser he goes you want to know the weirdest thing about ayahuasca it takes your ego it takes it i have no ego anymore i'm like ah, ah. it was wild <laughs> he goes it's i would recommend it and i have recommended it to dozens and dozens of people Takes a big commitment, though. The fear of of what's going to happen, the fear of what's going on in your brain, the fear of letting it all out is really the thing I think we're all most scared of. I think that's why a lot of men don't like therapy. You know why? Because if you're in therapy and you're really doing therapy right, you're sobbing into your hands, like you're sobbing into a tissue. You're you're un you can't speak. You're uncontrollably uh, sobbing if you have things in your past that you are, are dredging up. It's tough. It's not. It's not fun, dude. It's not. You're not flying a kite on a Tuesday. You're in it. You're doing the work. And uh, I think with Aaron Rodgers, there's some stuff in his life that he's really unsure about. And I, I had, I had less than zero problem with him saying, "Yeah, I'm going to do this." I found it riveting. I'm riveted by it. And the commitment of four days alone in darkness is massive. 
just with I your, couldn't do it. Just I, with your I, thoughts. I, if I could not do that. Now, we so. have a closet back there. Can I lock you in there and let's see how long you can do it for the next segment? <laughs> I'm willing to go in there now. I'll call you from in there. I can still do the show. I'll just fall asleep. Yeah, I'll then we'll fall, absolutely yes. fall asleep. like a light in the darkness. But for... I'm telling you, like, he, and so did you see the tweet he sent? No. So a guy named Mitchell Schwartz, uh, I think he used to play ball, actually. I clicked on his tab. Super Bowl uh, champion, four-time All-Pro offensive tackle. He said, uh, it's weird that the Packers aren't consulting more with a guy who needs to go on a four-day darkness retreat to figure out whether he wants to play football. And then Aaron responded, be curious, not judgmental. We are all on our own path. Doing things like this helps me find a greater sense of peace and love for life. Love and respect to you. It's such a shutdown. I think I, I totally get it. I do too. I do too. I don't know that that's like the path I would need to go on, but I certainly won't knock it until you try it. It's kind of you know in that camp, but like, I, dude, he's worked. He has been football his entire his whole life. life. Does he need another you know thirty million dollars? No. no. Does he need to come back and play next year? No. No. He's going to the Hall of Fame. But but you know. That when it's over, it's over, and that's that's a pretty big well, decision to make. What else? Athlete. We were talking to someone recently, and we were talking about game. It was uh, who did we have on uh, on Women in Sports Day? It was uh, Andrea, Kramer. Andrea Kramer. She said, "You talk to all these guys to a man. They say." Pfft. If all I got to do is show up on Sunday and play football, I'm in. 100%. I love the games. I love to their 50. They'll play to their 50. He, she, it's the other stuff. It's the grind. It's the playbook. It's the travel. It's all the working out in the offseason, the eating right, the, hey, I've gotten banged up. I need a shot of tortle. It's all that stuff that makes you wonder, do I want to do this again? My knees are killing me. My arm hurts. Am I, I'm going to a new team more than likely. I'm going to have to learn their system. Four days in the dark may not be enough to figure out if you want to go do that again. That's that's just where I stand. I loved his tweet. I thought it was really well said. And uh, the guy never responded, so he kind of shut him down, man. So it was uh, it's interesting. I want to talk more about it for sure. Yeah, we'll talk more about that. Um, I feel lucky that I guess I don't have enough of horrors in my past that that would ever appeal to me. Like, okay, well... I don't know why I take four days out of my life just to sit in the dark. What's that going to do for you? Just I, I'm not. I guess I'm not a searcher like you are, though. I'm no, not. and it, 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 if you're don't, if you're like pretty happy and content, maybe you don't. Maybe you don't need it. You know, maybe you don't need it. But I, it's it's also I think about improving yourself. And I'm not saying I would ever go do four days in a cave by myself. I don't know that I could. I don't know. I have it in me. Probably do one day. The four is what really sticks out to me. One is a lot. Four is way overkill. I think I'd go crazy alone with my thoughts after four days. All right, we got a tier one selected daily ditty coming up last night. Pretty, uh, pretty crazy scene at Crypto.com Arena with LeBron James going for the record. We'll talk about how it all played out uh, last night. I think we even got Woods to watch a little basketball. You sure did. It was it was good theater. Basketball was, Woods coming up next. It was good theater, so we'll get to that as well this hour. And uh, much more, all our regular features, Take on Woods, Don't Do This, Rindle Report, and more all coming up on a Wednesday. We've hit the middle of the week. Glad to have you with us. Don't go anywhere. We'll check traffic. You'll be right back with more Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. I got my grub on, but didn't dig out. Finally got a call from a girl I want to dig out. Hooked it up for later. I hit the dope.
thinking, will I live another 25? I gotta go, cause I got me a drop top, and if I hit the switch. Jam. Oh, jam. Jam. Teddy jam for me, yeah. We're jamming. We're not the ones who lost it yesterday. So I have no one to blame but yourself if you don't enjoy the selection. Everybody gets punished. Who, play, who picked this? Dexter? Dexter. What the hell is Kicked this? Kick your ass. Who is this? <laughs> this is uh, Guy. Guy. A Guy. It's Ray a trio. Guy. Okay. And this is. Wait, uh, Guy is a trio. Yeah. Yeah. It's ironic. This song is called Teddy's Jam from. The 1988 album, Guy, self-titled. Dexter, out of all the songs in your lexicon, <laughs> this is what you went with? Sounds like a, a movie, Eddie, it sounds like a movie soundtrack Eddie Murphy would be in. Him walking down the street right now. <laughs> walking to work. Right? I can see that, yeah. yeah. Good call. All right, well, that's what happens when you lose a ditty. You punish your entire audience, I guess. Sorry, Lucky, Dexter. This is a good day for Axel Foley. Because the criminals are all in jail right now, and he's just yeah, just walking, walking to work. Down the yeah. street. <laughs> just so happy. This is their most popular song. Let's Chill Uh-oh. by Guy. Let's chill. Uh-oh. Don't be afraid of me. It's very creepy. That's like a thing in music, the whispery Whispery, start. Let's whisper some words. Come closer. Let me talk to you. Let me talk to you. I don't know if this is just how it is. Oh, there we go. We should start, you know, sports takes that way. Whispering? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, girl. I know you want to hear about LeBron James. You know, my man broke the scoring record last night. Be cream at (laughs) Lujabar. Dive into that. That's incredible. All right, that was that was guy. I was new. There's a new artist for me. Not so, in my Spotify top hundred. Yeah, you'll have to uh, you'll have to pull off a victory today, or we'll <laughs> risk another almost more than anything interesting yeah. selection Gotta, tomorrow. Pressure is now on the daily ditty. So yeah, we'll do take on Woods coming up at seven o'clock. Why don't we? Uh, it's already at the bottom of the hour, so uh, we will get into the LeBron James scene last night. I, I will say. Everyone everyone was saying it's going to happen on Thursday. It's all set up early in the game on Thursday. The tickets for Thursday's game were the even more expensive ones than the, the Tuesday night. The roof. But then when he showed up last night, dressed to the nines, and the celebs were all there, and he put on the headband, I just, it felt like it's going to happen. To, it's got to happen tonight. I have two questions. Happen. Two questions. <clears throat> so Paulie texted the same thing. He's got the headband on. It's over. Two questions. Number one, if you're an NBA player, why would you ever play a game without a headband? Number two, if LeBron's so good in a headband, 
Why wouldn't you wear a headband every single night? <laughs> if the headband is what gives you super LeBron powers, just wear the damn headband he, he, every he, night. He, he, it's not he like does he have aver- superpowers. It's not like he was averaging night. 12 <laughs> points a game, and then he dropped, you know, 38 or right. whatever last night. He, he does he's, have he's been playing. He's still been playing really, It's not like really the old good. Billy Baru. When you pull it out, you need to make one putt. It was just like a throwback, like an homage. You're like, that's, that's vintage LeBron right there. <laughs> I, I will talk about it, but he was locked in last night, and it is a, a record to cherish, to be sure. Uh, we'll talk about that coming up. Just a reminder, you can listen uh, to all of our shows here on 97.3 The Fan on the free Odyssey app. Uh, they're all podcasted uh, at your leisure whenever you want. Just download it today. It's the free Odyssey app. And we'll be back with the uh, LeBron record next with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. James, he's got it. Coming to the end of the third quarter. LeBron James, a shot in history. He was on fire. Last he was, night. man. He he was. We were wondering yesterday too. The natural inclination. It's not like LeBron's not a scorer. That's what he does. The natural inclination for any human being. If you're one home run short of the record, one strikeout short of the record, one walk short, whatever it may be, you're, you. That's what I was watching. I was watching. Is he forcing shots? Is he is he going to force a ton of of looks for himself? And I can't really sit here and say that he did. He went to the hole a lot, but he, he got to the line. And I'm watching him, and you could see the the pain in his eyes when he would miss a free throw. He, at one point, he was like, I think he said the F word. <laughs> he like he looked off the side, he's like, Ugh. And then he like blew on his hands. He's like, all right, come on, man. So, just relax. There was a point. I want to say a it was billion like, of these. I want to say it was in the second quarter. He hit yeah. like two quick threes, yes. like back to back, like. Drilled one, got a quick, quick turnover, and hits another. And I go, oh, he's getting it. Oh, he's getting it. Yeah, that was. Uh, I think that was early in the third quarter. God, he was at fourteen away, and then he had back to back threes to get to eight away. And at well, that, at that point, I felt like there's, there's no way he's not going to get no. That I, I knew the, it at halftime. I'm like, uh, whatever he needed at half, sixteen or something at mm-hmm. half. I'm like, he's getting this one for sure. Uh, there was that little streak though where Russ couldn't miss a three, <laughs> so he was chucking threes until he finally missed. And uh, Anthony Davis getting the put back and throwing it in. 
Um, I thought I, I didn't see anything that said, oh, dude, this guy's 100% out to get this record tonight. I just saw him having a really good game. No, I mean, he went 13 for 20 from the field, 4 for 6 from three-point range, and 8 of 10 from the foul line. Yeah, just a really solid game. I mean, he's already the guy you want taking the majority <laughs> of your shots. And if you're making them, it's they're not bad shots. Correct. When you're shooting that percentage from the floor. Uh, the crazy thing is, is... Yeah, uh, Anthony Davis went six for nine. Rui Hachimura went five of seven. Schroeder was four of nine. Russ shot over 50% off the bench. The Lakers shot 57% as a team and still lost that game to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, uh, There's a lot of different directions to go on this record, though. Uh, Some people thought, well, they stopped the game for too long. They made too big of a deal of it. I I don't really care, but let's let's talk about all of the – the moments last night up in Los Angeles right after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. The one take I've seen that I think I agree with most of all is that one of the hardest things to do in sports or in life is to meet or exceed high expectations. Indeed. And no one, maybe in NBA history, came into the league with higher expectations than LeBron James. He was anointed in high school. Yeah, not when he Bird. he was a teenager. Not Bird, not Jordan, not Will, not Bill Russell, nobody. Not from that early of an age to be picked as the chosen one, the the young king of basketball, the guy who was going to dominate. I mean, if LeBron had gone out and just had a solid career, you know, made a few all-star games, you know, not necessarily Hall of Fame, but just was a good, solid player. Maybe won a ring. Maybe, yeah, I was gonna say, maybe even wins a ring. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that would have been phenomenal. A phenomenal uh, career for someone who was expected to do such great things. But to put those kind of, that kind of pressure on him from a, I mean, like from the age of 11 or 12, like this was what he was going to be, an NBA superstar. And then to not only come close to meeting those expectations, but to maybe possibly exceeding them to become oh, yeah. a guy who I'd, could be say, in the uh, conversation for greatest player of all time. He's got the most points of all time. He's top five in assists of all time. It's unbelievable to be able to do that, to follow through and to, you know, actually do what everyone said they thought you could do. Yeah, there's very few. I mean, off the top of your head, you know, you think about Tiger Woods, obviously from a, a very early age, um, LeBron James, um, you know, and then there's some that fell by the wayside. I was telling you guys the story this morning of when I was a kid, uh, maybe even not a a kid because I think Ben said he's 33 years old now. He's my age. Yeah, but years ago, (laughs) don't know why I watched it. Excuse me. It just happened to be on TV, and it was a special about a young soccer player named Freddie Adu. And if you listen to this show, you know I I don't hate soccer, but I also don't follow it uh, a lot. But I watched this special. It was on ESPN or something. And I stood there with my mouth agape, and I thought to myself, good God, like that is, that's that's like a next level I've never even seen. Now, Freddie Adu has not done anything in his in his, in his his time, and the, the um, not much, at least. I mean, he's still playing professionally. I think Ben said he's in Sweden or something, but um, I don't want to pigeonhole him and say he's done nothing. But certainly the expectations uh, that were put on him, he, he did not meet or exceed. I, I think that's fair to say. There's very few guys. Bryce Harper's another one. Uh, we all saw that Sports Illustrated cover of him on it, and I remember at the time looking at it, going, "Good God, who's this freak? Like this kid's a freak." It was my he senior was, year watching him 
hitting bombs hitting missiles. in the trop. <laughs> there was a video that popped up yesterday of him in the cage at 16 swinging a 36-length bat, like 40-ounce 40 you know, forty ounce bat, hitting just missiles all over the field. And uh, I'm sitting here going, wow, there's, there's just so few of those guys that are anointed so early that really become what they're supposed to become. I mean, there are horror stories oh, as there's well. Todd Marinovich. That was the first one I was going to come up with, that you're anointed from an early age, and it's just crushing. It's I had him on. Crushing to all aspects of your life. We had him on our old show years ago, and uh, talk about a fascinating interview. I mean, just as all those stories and um, you know the, the robo-QB and all that, he was supposed to be you know the next great thing and and you've seen it a million times there's the guy there's another kid there's a documentary on him on prime video called mitch mustaine you ever heard of mitch mustaine yeah. yeah he was supposed to be notre dame's next big you know joe montana and just nothing just nothing materialized out of it it's it's really really tough um you know football is football's one where you're anointed pretty early out of high school and it's hard it's hard to get through the college ranks and then it's really hard to get through the pro ranks uh, that's why they don't anoint a lot of football players as this guy's going to be the next big pro. Uh, but like golfers, we see it. Uh, certainly basketball, we see it. And LeBron, you're right. He has met and exceeded every everything that everybody put on him. So it is. it was a remarkable, remarkable feat last night. Great performance. Uh, you know, one of the bets that was available was which quarter do you, will it happen? And because of, you know, how far he was away... The two best bets were, I think, the first quarter, thinking it was going to happen on Thursday, tomorrow, after, you know, get 30 points today, and then he'll get it in the first quarter against the Bucks was the odds-on favorite. The second pick was fourth quarter, as in, yeah, he'll get a ton of points against the Thunder and get it done. You could have won a pretty good bet, though, on third quarter. That was, I think, maybe the longest shot uh, of of getting it so fast that you managed to get 36 points in the first three quarters of the game against the Thunder. And yet he did it with 10 seconds left in the third quarter. They stopped the game down. I saw some people suggest that that they should have waited until after the game to do the ceremony. Come on. It's the all-time NBA scoring record. I saw some people suggest that it diminishes the record because the Lakers lost the game to the Oklahoma City Thunder. I promise you, if you were watching that game, no one will remember what the final score, no one will care what the final score of the game was. The Lakers, yeah, they they need to win some games if they want to make the playoffs, but this team is not, the story is not the team. We're still story, a week and a half out from the All-Star break, the okay? Sto- the story is LeBron James. You can stop James. the damn game in the third quarter. Yeah, the story cares. is LeBron James, and the NBA, I think, I think pretty much did it right, uh, you know, they, maybe it could have even been a little bit more over the top. It was just kind of the little awkward moment between Adam Silver and Kareem and LeBron there, photo op on the floor at the end. But to have his family come out on the floor, had no real problem with anything that went down last night and, and how they pulled it off. Uh, I thought it was it was great to see. And, um, yeah, I mean, what a, what a fun, just every basket last night, just the anticipation, the really excitement cool. level. Ramping up as they got closer and ticker, closer and closer. The ticker was awesome. Yeah, TNT did a nice job just having that in the corner Great of the job. screen. It's been pretty slow in sports for the last few weeks, uh, certainly since like the AFC and NFC championship games. So to sit there and like and watch a game, and it was exciting, and you could hear the crowd. I mean, LeBron would be out; he'd be on the bench for a couple minutes, getting some rest, 
and you would hear the arena explode before the announcers could even say, oh, and LeBron James has stood up. He's coming back into this game. Like, they they weren't even watching the game. Everybody was just watching the bench while he was sitting there waiting yeah. for him to get back up. Oh, and, and me, as not even a fan, was just watching going, why is he on the bench? Like, <laughs> let's go. Let's, I know he needs some rest, but... He's, you know, you don't, you'd hate to him to get, you know, need 12, 14 in the, in the last quarter and didn't have it. How but. about when he got hit in the face? Yeah. He took right an elbow eye. to the nose yep. or something. I was like, oh, didn't have that on the bingo board. Yeah. So it was, it was cool. Uh, do you want to share my expert basketball analysis that I tweeted or texted you last night? Uh, what did you, no, you go ahead and share whatever no, you share it was. It. What did you text me last Remember night? Remember when we were, I was watching the game. I didn't even need you to let me know. I just put it on. Did I miss something that you texted? No, because you responded. That was bleeping sick. No, nope. you texted us. That was Polly. So they just don't play D. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anymore. 136 points combined at, at half. half. At half I mean, time. It, it's true. The offensive numbers are way up. I mean, I'm watching. I'm watching guys just dribble, dribble to the hoop, dribble, dribble to the hoop. I'm like, what is going on here? Where's the defense? Who plays good D anymore? I mean, clearly, That's literally it's, a the different, first... it's a different game than it was in the 1990s when you just can... Get you know, mauled? Yeah, you just, I mean, it was a war down there. Now, you know, the referees, they call fouls. Like they call them ticky Anytime fouls. you touch a guy, you know that's that's what the rules of basketball say. LeBron actually got called for two fouls. Yeah. I was like, really? I was like, what are you yeah, even doing? You know, the referees call fouls as they're mostly intended to be called. If you touch a guy, you know, when he shoots all. It's a foul, so you have to you have to be careful and not touch them. Which was is that? These, they're so talented now. Was that astute basketball knowledge? I mean, it was a correct observation. I'll give you that. Yeah, uh, the the offenses dominate now in the NBA. So if you and, win Defensive Player of the Year, you're like, All right, cool. <laughs> like, who's the best defensive player in the NBA right now? Boy, I would would have been Kawhi maybe a couple of years ago. Yeah. I feel like he hasn't. He's never he's not, the, he's his, not on the court. Yeah, much. his his reputation the last uh, year or two, especially because of all the injuries right now. So, um, that's a good question. But Giannis, Giannis is a great both ways both player, ways player. Right yeah, now. yeah, he's definitely in the, in Who's the conversation. The, are there still guys out there? The guy like Rodman and guys like that that are like known specifically for their defense. I just don't watch enough. Of the not NBA. as much anymore. Yeah, I, I mean it's so hard Everybody to can play score. defense without fouling. So yeah, you know you. You can try to play tough defense, but you'll foul out quickly if you're if you play like you did back in the '90s, like Rodman did. He wouldn't have lasted a quarter in most games. <laughs> it's a waste of a roster just be, spot. Be out. He'd be fouling out every single game if you play defense the way they played it back in the 1990s. No, and I mean again, that's the first NBA action I've watched this entire season. I had a ball watching it because it was really fun to see. Uh, the crowd went like like Paulie said, went nuts every time he touched the ball. And I thought I thought it was um, everything was handled really well. And like I said, when we kicked this thing off, I didn't see LeBron out there playing. You know. Me, me, me. Like, he was still dishing. He was still he's playing his game, but was able to. And, by the way, let's talk about how nervous I was. I told Paulie, I go, how bad would it have sucked to get it on a free throw or something? Like, some, like just to, to the line to break the record. He's like, swish. Hey, it's cool. Beautiful. Like, the way he shot it, the fallback. Uh, fade away was was beautiful. It was a beautiful. Yeah, it wasn't just people were talking about maybe a a, a, a skyhook shot no, to no. tribute Kareem, but I mean you can tell the defense. No one on defense wanted to be the guy that gave up the point. They made it hard on that last shot. 
uh, one of the various Williamses on. They have a lot of Williams players on that Thunder team. Two Jalen Williams on the team in the starting lineup, but one of those Williamses was guarding him pretty tough, and you had to make a nice fallback shot, just nothing but net, just a perfect swish, and we've seen LeBron do that so many times. So it felt like an appropriate way to get that basket. It'll be a good highlight going forward. Good shots. Looking at the um, the still shot of everyone holding their <laughs> camera up at the same time. Like, literally, everyone in the stands yeah, but pe- having their camera up. And I, to- I, I saw people up in arms about it and people surprised by it. I'm like, where where have you been living? Like, that's that's just what that's what it is. That was so. just the two or three sections you saw yeah. behind the hoop in the still shot. But, you know, even everybody the in the arena. upper bowl, yes. every single person had their phone out for that moment. Yeah, welcome to 2023, guys. Go to a concert I one mean, you time can, and I can tell argue, me how that goes. You know that it's being captured by way better cameras, yeah, but you get by it. many locations. Yeah, but you got it. That you can go look now at on it your at any camera. time. Now you got it. But I, I will admit, it's cool to see the vantage point you had of it. This is what it looked like for me. When I was actually there on the night that LeBron set the record, and I can show you, here's where I was sitting, here's where it, what it looked like. I, people will go, well, you weren't really appreciating the moment if you were on your phone while it happened. I go back and forth. I but do. I, I don't I, have a problem with it. I, I really va- don't. I vacillate. On that one, because if I go see an artist that I love and he plays one of my favorite songs, I want to get a little snippet of it. I do. Uh, Even though I'm there and I'm in the moment and I love the words and the music and it's moving, I like to get a little snippet of of that. I do. I I, I don't find anything wrong with it. Now, the guy that comes in and records the entire concert on an iPad, yeah, I have a slight, slight issue with that, but, um, you know, you want to get a favorite, you know, Ben, you go see a, a band you like and you want to get... Um, you know, a little taste of it, no problem. Nope. You want to see a, 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 a clinching shot? Great. No problem. I love those. I think they're great. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a special treasured memorabilia, essentially, that you've got out of the game. Yeah, it's like your own NFT. Yeah. You I mean, own it. Yeah, it's yours. You it's your it. little piece of, you of history down, that you, you were there. You can download it from Sports Center, but it's not going to be yeah, the same. Yeah, you know, I don't... Not necessarily doing it for the social media club. Oh, look, I'm posting it. You could. How many likes and retweets I've got. I that one to me, okay. Every you know, that's not that special. I was in the house. Yeah. Everyone had it there, but just the fact that you were there and have that, you know, like taking a picture of it, it'll last a little bit longer than your memory. You can always go back to that moment. Another see his kids, where their kids were filming. They oh were yeah, sitting in the front row, yep. baseline. They were filming, and you could hear. I think uh, it was Bronny. You can hear him go. He's going to hit the fadeaway or something like that. Like they they knew they That's could so they cool. could read it before it even happened. Somebody posted a picture of both the kids sitting there courtside. They were both wearing Jordans. Did you see that? Yeah, they were sitting next to <laughs> Phil Knight. That's amazing, dude. <laughs> Phil Knight was sitting directly next to Bronny Jr. <laughs> Wearing Jays. Fantastic. I, yeah, I mean, you know I'm a big Jordan guy. I didn't like everybody making last night about Jordan versus MJ again. I hate that debate. Um, what, LeBron's, what LeBron's done is spectacular. Yeah, and LeBron will never win that debate. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that he's lost it either. Correct. It'll just go on forever. It's just going to go on forever. It's a matter perpetuity. of taste. It's Ultimately, let's just appreciate style. two Two badasses, yeah, no doubt, just incredible, incredible, and and really, you could give LeBron James the edge uh, in career because of what Ben brought up at the beginning of the segment, the expectations. No one had higher expectations for themselves than Michael Jordan, but he wasn't on the cover of Sports Illustrated no, like the chosen the number one. one overall pick. Correct. So I think that 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 lends a lot of weight to it. This hour on ninety seven three, the fan is brought to you by Five Hour Energy. Visit fivehourenergy.com. Remember, college Five Hour Energy got you through. The energized feeling you relied on back then still works today. Rediscover Five Hour Energy. It'll get you through again. Visit fivehourenergy.com. Was Kareem happy or sad? 
It's always tough to tell. <laughs> I have no three, idea. Isn't it? I have no right, idea. We'll come back. We got Take On Woods coming up and much more. Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan.